This episode of the Best Seats Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. To learn how you can support the show, go to thebestseats.com slash Patreon. Once there, you'll learn how you can get early access to shows, ad-free listening, the ability to submit questions, comments, concerns, and more. Once again, that's thebestseats.com slash Patreon. But enough of that. On to the show. Thank you, as always, to my friend Ali Coyle for providing the intro music for the episodes here on the Best Seats Podcast. Uh, you can find her at Ali Coyle Music on Instagram, AliCoyleMusic.com. And as soon as COVID-19 is over and we can all go back outside again at any of her family's three amazing restaurants here in Orange County, Dublin Four, Gastro Pub, Wine Works for Everyone, or one of my favorite and possibly favorite restaurant of all time, Fable and Spirit. Thank you so much, Ali. Again, that is the instrumental from her first single, Trust Me. And it is an absolute banger. So be sure to go to iTunes and grab a set. Speaking of iTunes, now this podcast is live. If you enjoy what you listen to, please consider leaving a review and a rating. It helps in the uh, searchability and helps the podcast grow. If not, that's all good too. I'm good either way. Anyway, welcome to the Best Seats Podcast. My name is Crawford McCarthy, founder of The Best Seats. And on this episode today, we have Chef Trevor Kochak. He is a really, really awesome guy, uh, someone that I haven't known for that long, but I'm loving getting to know every single minute. He's a East Coast transplant, much like myself. He's a New York guy, so we will not hold that against him, uh, but he's a total badass in the kitchen. He's a huge supporter of quick service food, diners, deli, pizzeria, stuff like that, which is something growing up in the East Coast originally uh, is very near and dear to my heart. He's a really, really great guy. He's done stints um, at a couple different pizzeria places around Orange County. And he really, really succeeds at what he does. Uh, now that this is still being recorded when COVID-19 is still going on, unfortunately, uh, we're still in the throes of it. Talking to him, I met him at the first OC Smoke Kitchen, um, which you can learn more about with my podcast with Jill Cook. The second one, depending on when you're listening to this, is coming up on April 19th. If you're after that, I hope you'll still find ways to please go support. Who knows? There may be a third OC Smoke Kitchen. We don't know yet. But I met Trevor officially at the first one, uh, kind of hit it off with the guy. I'd had his pizza before, but I'd never met him. Really like what he does. And now that COVID is really kind of hitting us hard, a lot of people have obviously shuttered doors. He's actually stepping up and launching a business, which is not something you see a lot of uh, people do. A lot of people are obviously still working. They've pivoted their businesses, et cetera. But he's launching a whole new kind of initiative. And it's very, very exciting. We're going to dive into it right away in this interview. One thing I really like about Trevor is he does not hold anything back. Opinion-wise, it's something that I respect the hell out of him for, and we're definitely going to hit some pretty good topics in this conversation. Um, again, this is still being recorded remotely, uh, practicing social distancing, and trying to be responsible about everything. So we did this over the phone. So again, for any quality or audio or quality of audio issues, uh, I do apologize. As soon as COVID nineteen is lifted and we can all go back to restaurants, the audio will only continue to improve as we are able to kind of break distancing and get back together to record properly. But Without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Chef and quickly becoming a friend, Trevor Kochak. What's up, Robert? Trevor, how are you, bud? How are things? Good, man. Thanks for taking the time to chat this morning. I appreciate it. So how are things? How are you doing? Staying safe? Staying happy? 
Uh, yeah, man. Just, uh, you know, Monday after holiday that went from um, kind of uh, trying to find work. Yeah. And never knowing, kind of, well, I won't say trying to find work, trying to find things to do, uh, not knowing what the future held to uh, go, go, go with the CCX situation and now, you know, working on future collabs and uh, kind of uh, consistently. Uh, changing things every week. Uh, it's just kind of, you know, there's a, um, a consistent change uh, happening at the moment. So it's kind of an, an evolution pretty quickly, you know, uh, a week rotation on evolution with uh, the project and who, who we're going to work with, what we're going to do. Um, so it's exciting shit, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's stuff that, you know, we were, you know, panic thinking about two weeks ago. Um, and now it's happening, so it's great. So b- before we dive into the project, because I definitely want to get into that and talk about that more, because uh, the fact that you even took on a new project kind of with everything going on is incredibly fascinating on its own. Uh, what's your kind of background? And if someone was kind of listening to this later on that didn't know who you were, kind of what would be like um, your 30-second resume for somebody who may not be familiar with your work? Um, who am I? Uh, I've, I'm someone who has been in the restaurant world in one way or another since I was a kid. Um, my family owned a restaurant back in New York, um, and I kind of grew up in that in that life one way or another. I uh, went to college, went to grad school briefly, um, all while working in the food industry, uh, kind of trying to leave, but never, uh, you know, nothing ever made my heart uh, happy other than, than uh, cooking and producing food. So um, moved out to California about 11 years ago and uh, started my first real pizzeria in Fullerton. Um, let's see. Maybe about seven years ago. No, that's more like, sorry, the timelines, I'm, I'm still not in my um, Maybe eight years ago. I think in California, we were going on like 13 years ago. Um and then uh, left that, did uh, Sergeant Peps in 2013, just left that, and now working on this. So um, trying to bring a lot of what the core foods are in New York um, to California. I think that was always what I, what I wanted to do here. Uh, it's certainly not a, um, a new idea. It's certainly been attempted and been done a lot, um, especially now in the last say 15 years um, where food has really become kind of nationwide. You're not really getting the, uh, the regional stuff so much anymore. Everybody's serving everything, which is really cool. Um, but, you know, just really trying to mix what I have worked with California and, um, and kind of introducing it in a, in a, in a, in a, a an easy way to Orange County specifically. So you say New York. I think a lot of people from, because I'm East Coast as well, so I hear New York, and my first question is, are you talking about like the city, the island, upstate, things like that? And I think a lot of people on the West Coast don't really have that concept. Where in New York and kind of what type of New York food are you talking about bringing? Um, when I talk about New York, um, I specifically talk about Long Island. That's where I'm from. Um let me go back on that. I'm from Long Island. I spent a lot of time in the city. I spent a lot of time upstate. 
uh, in the Albany, Syracuse area where I went to college. And um, so, and that's that, those are very, those are two very different regions. Those are three very different regions. That would almost be uh, San Francisco, LA, and uh, I don't know, Sacramento, um, all but within, you know, a much tighter area. So you have different people, you have different food, um, but you have, and you have different cultures. So where I'm specifically from, when I talk about food, mainly I'm talking about diner culture, deli culture, pizzeria culture, and that's in on Long Island and in the city. Yeah. Um, which is all something that is that is very much embedded into the food culture there and is not here. And I think that's the attraction is, is trying to embed it here. Yeah, I would agree. I think that there's a lot of people trying it but not succeeding it. Um and not for lack of effort, but so I had so you have a new venture going on right now, which is pizza. You're doing it out of Brewery X up in Anaheim. Um I had your pizza on what, Friday or Saturday I think it was Saturday morning. Um no hyperbole and no bullshit. The best Buffalo chicken pizza I've had in at least probably since I moved to California, which is about the same time as you, about 11, 12 years. How did, I mean, when so many people are basically shuttering doors and stopping working, you all of a sudden come out of left field with like a haymaker two weeks into this or three weeks into this pandemic and go, no, we're going to start something. How the hell did this all come about? And can you kind of like describe essentially what it is, first of all, and then also how it came to be? Well, kind of when I started talking about the evolution of it, um, that is that that is kind of what's happening right now. It's just a, a constant evolution. It started as a project that was supposed to be permanent within um, Brewery X, and um, you know about this time we probably would be, we'd be breaking ground. Ideally, um, we were kind of right at the precipice of that. St. Patrick's Day would have been kind of our final go meeting, and that was postponed. And uh, we're kind of just up in the ether, just seeing when it's going to happen and realizing that Brewery X is still doing to-go crowlers, uh, using social distancing, using call-ahead ordering, and why not do pizza with that? There's already uh, a built There's already quite a few people coming to get beer um, on the weekends. And why not, one, make it easier for people to be out less and get their food and their beer at the same time, not have to go to multiple locations, not have to deal with multiple, you know, more people, uh, and also do pretty much a dry run uh, or a test run for the product and and kind of get the, get a six-week head start on, on, on the project, getting some buzz going for it, and seeing what we can do. Um, and, and so it's Brewery X being the, the just forward-thinking, um, very flexible people that they are um, we're just very into it they said i think that's great i think we can do that as long as we're adhering to um social distancing and, and we're not uh, putting anything at risk i think it's a great idea so go ahead um so they really just kind of cut me loose and uh that's where we are right now so it's, it's, a, it's a great little project good that's great i mean adhering to social distancing helps when you're talking about an eighty thousand square foot building by the way i mean that place is mad i had not been there in person i didn't realize how freaking big it is for people that are listening to this that have not been there it's huge, um, and aside from the fantastic beer and now fantastic pizza, definitely a must-stop spot. So that I didn't realize how large it was until I went there for a hundred percent. And it's it, it, there's the, the main the main ingredient uh, um, about what what they're doing is is their their culture, um, 
with their brewers, with the ownership um, and management, and some and the team that they'd assembled when they started this thing. I mean, they they assembled the dream team even before there was a product, and it's the same kind of ideas that they're having with the food. I, I, they they had ideas for food. I think they were just looking for the right people, um, and uh, you know, a, a really good friend of mine, Justin Draper, who is their uh, director of sales. Uh, introduced me. Uh, I had been talking to him about my ideas and uh, kind of um, set up a sit down with me in ownership, and uh, and that's kind of how it was born. But these, the culture that they have there is phenomenal. It's 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 unique. It's let the experts do what the experts can do. It's it's everybody kind of stay in your own lane, but we're all working as a highway, and we're all going in the same direction, and we're going fast. And that's the most attractive thing for me, especially leaving my past project um, where there was kind of a glass ceiling for me in a way. Um, and, I, and I had said, you know what, I, I'm, although I, I was a partner, um, I was sweat equity. I was the operations operations partner. Um, you know, I, I was essentially working for people. And I had said that, you know what, I really don't want to work for people anymore. Uh, I'm best on my own or at least working with so a supportive group. And um, I found these guys, and they are they are the utmost supportive, you know, uh, company culture I've ever seen. So it's really cool, and I think the sky is the absolute limit with this project. It's not just pizza. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about multiple concepts within the building. We're talking about um, being a bit of an incubator for um, future food in Orange County, a, a kind of a you know, really what, what 4th Street Market in Santa Ana intended to be yeah. but didn't end up being, um, you know, a true a true incubator for food culture in Orange County. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really cool to be able to think about, you know, what, what's going to, in 10 years, how many people, how many pop-ups got their start at Brewery X or now full-fledged restaurants that are thriving. And I think that's the goal. Um, and that combined with uh, an absolutely A-plus experience within that building and outside of it um, with the beer, with the food, with the people. So it's really, it's a very, very exciting concept uh, and a very, very exciting company. They're a really, really great group. I, I agree. I love what they're doing up there. I love their culture. I've had nothing but great interactions with everybody on their team um, ever since kind of they first really kicked off not that long ago and at they, all. You know, and they have, they have the structure, um, you know, to be supportive. They have the corporate structure to be supportive, which is which is huge. Yeah. And I hate even using that word corporate because to me that's a four-letter word. That's the worst thing you can say when it comes to food. But when you're talking about a company, when you're talking about business, the in, you know the internal structure, the internal workings of the organization are just absolutely top quality, and all they want is top quality. Yeah. And that means people, that means product, that means culture. Absolutely, I know corporate's definitely become a dirty word, especially nowadays, but. I agree that they do have it put together on the top end. It, it's it's really fascinating to watch. Um, the first time that I met you was, or I, I met you before when you were still with Sergeant Pep, but that was a while ago, super brief. Um, the first time I really got a chance to kind of hang out and really chat with you, um, even socially distant, was at the very first OC Smoke Kitchen that Heritage Barbecue right. did, hosted at Craft House, um, which was awesome. Obviously, Brewery X was there, so this whole world was kind of getting a lot smaller, a lot quicker. The next OC Smoke Kitchen is going to be at Brewery X uh, this weekend on the 19th at 2 p.m. Right. 
Uh, I'm assuming that you're going to be up there again. Uh, what is it going to be like Absolutely. now, kind of being able to sling pizzas out of there and having that event up there? Uh, we probably won't be doing pizzas on Sunday. We're just going to concentrate on the event. Um, we expect a pretty big turnout, um, especially, uh, you know, the, the following the Brewery X has, combining that with uh, Daniel's um, influence uh, around Anaheim. And that's, you know, that's where he started. That's where his core is. Um, and so combining those two, you know, we're expecting to see a much larger turnout than we saw uh, in Dana Point. So um, it'll be a big situation. Um, we have Bracken's Kitchen involved this time, uh, who is, um, you know, basically hard to describe, but they're basically a food bank. Um, and right now they are doing more good than they typically do, which is beyond belief. They're just feeding so many people in need. And, um, you know, we're using a lot of this as a bit of a fundraiser for them as well. So um, it's a lot of just really good people doing really good shit in a really cool place. And it's, it's really exciting. And that's, you know, that it's, it's working for free, but um, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to do. I can't wait for it. I'll be up there. Uh, I had Jill Cook on two weeks ago or a week ago, and she gave us the, the whole lowdown on Bracken's Kitchen and, Again, for anybody listening, that do whatever you can to support them. They're an absolutely awesome group, and they are kicking ass right now, well above and beyond what they normally do, which is already a lot. So, if you're listening, support however yeah, you I mean, can. they're 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 max, and um, you know we do whatever we can to support them, and they just support so many people. And then so many people are unaware of the hunger issues in Orange County. Um, I think people see Orange County as this uh, very wealthy. Um, you know, uh, a not not needing very much population kind of place, uh, which is very wrong. Uh, there is opulence and there is wealth um, on the coast, but otherwise there is a lot of homelessness uh, and a lot of kids and a lot of families that go hungry. And Bracken's Kitchen is the uh, the leader um, in the area, if not in Southern California, um, if not in the whole state of of making a difference in feeding these people. So they're they're just an absolutely um, awesome organization yeah i absolutely love them they're they're unreal uh what is i mean <laughs> jumping away from mostly smoke kitchen in a minute um what is the kind of the future for you look like given kind of i mean again if this thing were to end tomorrow what what are you doing after that but again, if we just assume that it's going to be still about another month obviously no one really has a good answer of what they're going to do next but have you kind of thought right. ahead to what that next move looks like? I mean, is it, it's obviously still with brewery acts and stuff like that, which is great. Um, but let's just say, you know, yeah, vaccine you know, is found. What do you do tomorrow? Then, then we're, you know, uh, pedal, pedal to the floor on pizza X and, um, the, the following concepts there. Uh, that's what it looks like for me. I think we still need to, you know, make sure we're, we're definitely doing it. I, I think with, uh, you know, just a week, a week's worth a weekend's worth of, uh, of pizza sales, I think it's uh, it shows that there's uh, there's definitely room for it, and it certainly has teeth to move forward with. So that would be that would be one a, um, you know, with this with the COVID thing and, and kind of the destruction that it's going to wreak on the on the restaurant business. Um, there is opportunity. Uh, there is kind of a uh, a light at the end of the tunnel um, for people who are in the position um, to to move ahead with projects. You know, maybe some stuff that, uh, you know, locations weren't available, right? It was too expensive. Money was too expensive. Um, you know, I, I think it, it was, you know, there's going to be, unfortunately, a lot of the small struggling restaurants. Um, 
you know, we're, we're, would not be in a position to deal with something like this and they're going to have to shutter. Um, you know, I, there are going to be locations available. There may be even be people worth, uh, you know, partnering with some of these businesses uh, to help them. Um, and then also start some new projects. So, uh, you know, like I said, I've been, I've been working on a, a couple different concepts, pizza, uh, a deli, and a diner. And um, we'll see what's around, what's available. Um, and there could be, you know, multiple projects happening at once. So, you know, a lot less sleep uh, than I've been getting the past couple weeks. But, um, you know, I think there's hope uh, on my end. And I, and I think in the food world, I think a lot of people are going to be rushing out to go eat. Um, rushing out to go uh, celebrate and, uh, and and to be served food and to have a dining experience. I mean, that's yeah, something, especially for people, you know, for someone like me, who's that's my favorite thing to do. And you're kind of pining for it. We love cooking at home. It's something we love to do. But there's this completely different experience going out and talking to people and, and feeling that buzz and walking into a full dining room and, and the music and the smells and the, and, and the people and just that, that, that kind of uh, that, that full experience is something we're all just craving. And so I think people are just going to come out in droves. Now, we don't know how they're going to limit that, right? They may limit uh, you know, the amount of capacity the restaurants and bars can have, the gathering of people, who knows. Um, so that'll be something to adjust to, I think. You know, uh, having to go, having you know, take-home stuff, and this will be an added element now. I think people are going to be, you know, the restaurants who pivoted well, I think that may be something they'll they'll keep in mind and stick with. Um, you know, third party third party delivery uh, companies right now are thriving, um, and they're they're doing it. Uh, you know, depending on on, on what you read, uh, they they may not be doing it in the most scrupulous manner, and they're kind of taking advantage of the situation. So that's something to look at too. Where this third third party before all of this was the new wave, right? Um, and this may have just absolutely, you know, turbocharged them um, to take over. And, you know, maybe seeing uh, ghost kitchens pop up a lot more, maybe seeing, um, you know, strictly to go and delivery concepts happening. So, you know, the, the landscape may be completely different, but uh, I think people will always want to go out and experience food. Yeah, I completely agree. And it, it, it's, it's such a great point, too, talking about that it's not just going out for the food. You're going out for the entire experience that that team has put together, whether it's the music, it's the atmosphere of it, the lighting. There's so many little details that I think people, I don't know if they took them for granted before. I just don't know if they were completely aware of them because they were so immersed in a dining experience. But I think that people are going to be a lot more aware of them now when they do go back out and we all finally get to go out and kind of high five again and, and yeah. cheers again and stuff like that. Has it, I mean, there was also yeah, another I, trend I, I, of I, people moving Sorry, there was another trend of people kind of moving into the more fast casual space uh, before all this broke out. Do you think that that's going to lean like anybody is somebody better off than a traditional like dining room setting being in that fast casual? Like, do you feel better prepared kind of doing like pizzas and stuff like that with an established partner like Brewery X as opposed to if you were trying to start like a traditional sit down restaurant? You know, I've that's always been my uh, bread and butter. Uh, is quick serve, is fast casual. Uh, you know, like I said, diners, delis, bagel shops, and pizzerias. You know, that, that, that's pretty much been my forte, bar food, quick order stuff. That's always been stuff that I've been um, passionate about, you know, because I think it was always overlooked. And it was it's kind of getting the limelight right now. People are excited about it. Um, it's way less, ca you know, it's way more casual. People are doing way more elevated food in casual settings. 
you know, you're seeing the, the, the Michelin stars going out to, you know, ramen huts and, and uh, taco shops and stuff like that. So, so the whole food world is pivoting. Now, corporate knows this. Corporate food knows this, and they knew it, and they saw it coming. And so we're just being bludgeoned with these, you know, aesthetically pleasing half-ass service and half-ass food concepts that are all over the place. Um, and I think we might see a bit of a, a, a herd thinning with those concepts. I think the people who are really good at fast casual, the neighborhood spots, the mom and pop, if you will, operations are, if they could survive this, they're going to thrive. Yeah, I agree. In I some areas. Agree. Um, you know, even talking with some of my food distributors, their corporate business is down like 80% and their quote unquote street business, which they call small businesses, mom and pop is, is, you know, only down 10 to 20. Wow. That's I think the, the local support right now, um, people are forced to be local, right? Everybody's staying in their homes. They're forced to be hyper local and, and basically, you know, utilize what they have around them. And, and the small businesses you're seeing are get a, getting a lot of support from their communities. Uh, the communities that they've been supporting for a long, long time. So I think you're going to see a bit of a, a pivot in that sense. So to really kind of come back to your question, I think it stays. I think the, the, the popularity of quick serve and fast casual stays. Uh, it's way more of an efficient product for your day-to-day eating. And I think you'll see the sit down, dine in. That's not going anywhere either. I think you're going to see it blended very well. And I hopefully the strong and hopefully the high quality are the ones that are, that are going to shine through and are going to survive all this and come out of it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the the amount of kind of corporate run, invested, national kind of chained out fast casuals is getting offensive right before this all kind of broke out. So I'm I'm okay with the thing. Yeah, yeah. You never want anybody in hospitality to lose a job, and I'm obviously never wishing ill on anyone. But I think as far as the brands are concerned, oh, and the authenticity, yeah, there definitely needs to be a cleaning out of that. Of course, and the authenticity part, and not to get on the soapbox, but recent experiences, and I've always kind of had this this anti corporate food attitude, and and it's because when you get corporate, and when you, when I talk about corporate, you're talking about the culture, you're talking about uh, lots of rules and regulations. You're talking about uniformity, um, which, which which can also be, you know, um, hyper efficient. That that's the good part of it. But you get you get into people, you get into like the CEO mentality, which is a business is a business is a business. It could be operated the same across the board, and you're cutting costs and you're adding to the bottom line. When you do that with food, especially, you take out the most important part of it, which is which is love, Completely. which is heart and soul. Yep. Because the people cooking that food need to enjoy what they're doing. And a lot of the quote-unquote corporate atmosphere does not allow for that. It doesn't, it doesn't treat people well. If it does treat people well, it's because, you know, uh, they, you know in an industrial and organizational psychology uh, class or, or uh, you know, um, person they brought in to oversee their, their corporate culture told them that they should have standing desks and cool banners and, uh, you know, uh, uh, a slide and there's, you know, all that kind of crap, right? hundred percent. It, it is not, it is not authentic. And hopefully, hopefully, especially here in Orange County, which is in some ways an incredibly beige and vapid um, place, you're seeing the pockets, right? You're seeing a lot of these, you're seeing the culture kind of come out recently in Orange County. The Orange County food scene and beer especially is really thriving right now. And hopefully, you know, the people that survived this, the people that got that support 
the authentic ones, the real ones, are the ones that will, will come out of this, you know, thriving. I, I think corporate food may be taking the hit that we wanted it to. And again, not for people to lose their jobs, not for people to, you know, to, to struggle. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying it's almost the people who really belong in, the, in this industry and keeping them there. Agreed. Not killing that soul, which is the, the most important part about food. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. No, it, it, we're we're immediate, yeah, we're on the same page with that a million percent. It's just about bringing the authenticity back to it, and I think you're right. I think with this kind of forced locality, if you will, um, it's those local spots that people are. I, I have no doubt that people are probably discovering places they had no idea were two blocks away during all this, but now they have discovered it, and yeah. hopefully the authentic yeah, ones mean, stick I mean, around. And yeah, I agree. And they're probably trying food maybe they had before. You know, they're either eating the same three restaurants every week. Um, and, and they're okay with that absolute monotony and, and therefore, you know, maybe aren't the people who are, who have that, uh, radar for, for that authentic stuff. Uh, but you're forced to, you know, see what restaurants are open that can, you can pick up food or can deliver food within a five to 10 mile radius Yeah, and places maybe you wouldn't have tried otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, and of course I am being very positive about all of this. Um, you know, this is a very much an optimistic viewpoint about what we can get out of this. The other side of it, unfortunately, could be the mom and pops are wiped out. The, you know, uh, low-hanging fruits um, are, are, are going away. And that opens up doors for corporate that's sitting on a bunch of money that just laid off a bunch of people to reinvest, to grab some of that cheap money, probably some bailouts, and take advantage of it. And then we're, we may see a boost in corporate restaurants. Yeah. Cause they're the only ones that, that have, that could survive it. I know. I agree. It's, it's, it's terrifyingly that, too that, soon to that's tell. The, but... That's the negative side of it. That, that could happen. Yeah. It could be hard. It could be very hard to see that. Well, I'm stoked for your new venture, man. I'm, I'm very excited that you're taking this on. The food is obviously really, really good. Um, what are your, like, what are your current hours with it right now? Where can people find more information about what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. So all the information um, will be on Eat Pizza X Instagram. Uh, that, that's where you're going to have all of our hours, all our ordering. Uh, BreweryX.com is where you can order through the BreweryX website. Um, and the hours right now are Thursday through Sunday, noon to 7 p.m. Uh, we will then again not be operable this Sunday because of the Smoke Kitchen event, again, at BreweryX. But you uh, follow Eat Pizza X. And go to BreweryX.com to order, uh, obviously, to your to-go crowlers uh, for, for the best beer in Orange County uh, and uh, the best pizzas I've ever made. And, again, I've made thousands of pizzas. I've eaten just as many, if not more. And no shit, this is the best pizza I've ever put out. It is really good. It, it's, like, staggeringly good. Actually, I, I picked it up with my wife on Saturday, and we were she was feeding me slices of pepperoni on the drive home, like doing 70 down the highway just to get back so I could eat it properly. It was really, really, really I good. Hope, I hope there's some pepperoni stains on your seat. I really do. There's quite a few. It, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, not a, <laughs> I'm not a subtle person to begin with, so you can only imagine how well that went for me. So. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's – um, you know, go uh, recipes I've been using for a while um, that, that have obviously been tweaked and um, that have grown a bit from where I was previously. Uh, we're using that with, uh, obviously, the Common Ground guys. Uh, we collab with Common Ground Kitchen on this on the Pizza X pop-up concept. Um, their buffalo sauce we're using on that buffalo chicken, which is some of the 
best buffalo sauce I've ever had. And again, spending some time in upstate New York, I've had a lot of buffalo. Yeah, it's true. And it's just really coming together. I'm using a more salt deck oven. Uh, you know, the ovens I used to cook with back in New York. Um, the best deck ovens that are out there, and that's pizza on a stone. Uh, it's just cooked properly. It's, it's the right product cooked properly. And, uh, you know, that's the recipe for it, and that's it. And obviously, made with love because we, we give a shit. <laughs> Amen, man. They're really good. They're really good. Uh, if people want to follow you, find you, uh, ask questions, whatever it is, where can they find you at? That's going to be uh, T. Kocek is my Instagram. So that's uh, Trevor. T is in Trevor, first name, and then Kocek, my last name, K-O-T-C-H-E-K. Uh, and you will find, um, you know, a lot of the food pictures there and obviously a lot of the promotion for Pizza X as well. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I am stoked to see you at the next course, OC Smoke Kitchen. No, 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 you you're good. Go through Brewery X's Instagram uh, and Brewery X's uh, uh, website. It's all going to be pre-mirrored. So you're going to see all the content. And uh, again, you can order uh, at BreweryX.com. Awesome. 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 Trev, I appreciate the time, man. Um, be good. Stay safe. Um, I will see you this Sunday at the OC Smoke Kitchen from a socially distant distance. Um, and yeah, I'll make sure that everybody goes and orders pizza because they should. And again, if you're listening to this, go and order the pizza because it is damn good. And he's not kidding about the beer either. That shit is legit. Really, really good. Yeah, I mean, the the best pizza and the best beer in California. I mean, that's, and you can, get, you can still get it right now. And uh, we can high five you from six feet away. I like it. I like it, man. Trevor, I appreciate the time very, very much. I will see you very soon. Um, and yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate yep. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. My pleasure, man. Have a good one. All right, brother. Chat to you soon. Thank you so much to Trevor Kochek for making the time uh, for that interview. He's someone I really respect a lot. Uh, his pizza is no joke, freaking amazing. Make sure you get up and check it out up at Brewery X in Anaheim. And depending on when you're listening to this again, OC Smoke Kitchen Round 2 is taking place April 19th up at Brewery X. Uh, a lot of the proceeds, if you decide to donate anything, are going to Bracken's Kitchen, an amazing group. That link, just like in my interview with Jill Cook a couple episodes ago, will be in the show notes. So be sure to check it out. Uh, thank you so much to Trev again. Make sure you follow him. Follow Brewery X. Follow Ali Coyle for providing the music. Uh, yeah, follow everybody. Why not? You got nothing better to do. We're all home. It's COVID-19. Anyways, thank you so much for the time. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I will see everybody on the next episode of the Best Seats Podcast very soon. Take care. The Best Seats Podcast is an original production of The Best Seats. It is written, edited, produced, and owned by myself, Crawford McCarthy founder and owner of The Best Seats. It is recorded in Aliso Viejo, California. It is subsidized through generous donations through patreon.com slash the best seats. The following are names that have subscribed at the highest tier, aka norm status, and thus allow me to produce the show each and every episode. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Here are the supporters. Katie Cassie, Eric Lutz, Serena Warino, Talia Samuels, Cheryl McCarthy. Thank you for your support.